This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. My name is Dan Gillette, and I'm joined by Tim Barley. We both serve as pastors here at VBC, and we can't wait to share this time with you. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Well, hello, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever time you're listening to this podcast, uh, welcome. We're so grateful that um, whatever you're doing, if you're at the gym, if you're walking the dog, doing the dishes, uh, whatever, thanks for bringing us along with you. We we love spending this time with you, just beholding the glory of, of God in the face of Christ. And I have with me today um, a very special friend. Mm-hmm. Sean is actually not here with us. It's just me and our guest today. Sean is uh, on on vacation with his lovely bride and Wendy, enjoying some much deserved rest and relaxation. And, and Wendy is his daughter, not another girl. That's a great. That's a great point. Great point of clarification. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's just me and and our guest today. It's uh, a friend, a mentor. Um, a wonderfully gifted, talented, handsome, eligible bachelor. Um, he is—he's uh, my boss. He is uh, our our incomparable executive director, <laughs> pastor guy. What's your job? I don't know. Tim Barley, everybody! Yay! Wow, what an intro! <laughs> Yeah. It's funny that I called you director. I That's know. Weird. That is really interesting. <laughs> it was like a little Freudian means. slip or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> you are the boss, though. Yeah. You, you're you're the, the, uh, our fearless leader uh, in charge. That's not one of my favorite titles, but okay, whatever. And you're servant leader. That's what you always okay, tell Okay, I like that. I like that. That's, yeah. that's great. Bo- boss. A boss. Okay. Okay. But okay. The boss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How's it going, man? I, you're uh, you're fresh off of uh, a Navajo outreach. You, are you feeling recouped and refreshed and back to your normal routine? Thank the Lord I am. Okay. You know, it, it, <laughs> I want to encourage every human being to go on that, that outreach. It is, and you've been on it, Dan, yeah. many times. Yeah. It is <sighs> just wonderful. I'm going to say this, though. Okay. It, it's, it's grueling. Yes. You know, it, it's, it is exhausting. But I, I remember I was talking to one of the, the guys who was one of my prayer partners for the whole trip yeah. after the first day of work. And we were checking in with him and, and we said, how do you feel? And he goes, it's the most exhausted I've ever felt, Oh wow! but the best I've ever felt. That's so cool. And I'm like, that's it. That's exactly, that's yeah. exactly it. Well, and, and I've heard amazing things just from, from people that I've, I've chatted with kind of in passing and we're going to, we're going to hear from you in a little bit, just kind of what were some of the, the cool things you saw God do some, some highlights, some, some stories. And, and we want to check in on that. But first uh, there's a lot going on in, in our church right now, globally with missions. Um, we just had uh, our hungry team, you know, come, come back. We uh, we just got a report that Pat and Sheila Smith landed in Krakow um, to meet up with Tim and Laura Johnston. Uh, there's still a team in the Dominican Republic on a medical mission. So, uh, what are some what are some things that you've heard? You know, just from reports that of how things are going, or you know. I, I don't know. A lot of people don't know this, but you serve on the missions board here at VBC, and mm-hmm. so, Jess, what are, what are you hearing? What do you? What have you? What reports have you gotten from the field? Yeah, well, you know, now that that COVID restrictions have loosened, it's you know game changer. Yeah. So people are just going 
everywhere. That's awesome. And it, and they need to. There's there's so much going on. You know, the the war you know between Russia and Ukraine is creating just a lot of opportunity for for ministry. So super grateful that the Johnstons, Tim, Laura, and their kids are there. And and again, they're there not just to help out for the summer. They're also there to consider the possibility of locating, relocating there long-term. Wow. So it's kind of a two-prong approach for them. So they're there to make uh, connections with our contacts, to help with whatever needs may arise, but also to consider, could this be our new home? And that's for both families, the Smiths and the Johnstons, or mostly just the Johnstons? I've not talked to the Smiths directly okay. about that. Who knows? Um, Who knows but, what God will do. But I know that's yeah. the Johnstons, one of the Johnston, Johnstons' objectives, you know, for that for that outreach. That's cool. And, and like you said, the the, uh, the Hope for Ukraine uh, Hungary team just got back and, you know, had some curveballs. They <laughs> they ended up not doing what they thought they were going to do because of some sickness that that came up. But they pivoted and came back encouraged, grateful. You know, and that that's what it's about. We talk about the the operative word. You know, for any flexibility, absolutely you got to yeah. be flexible, and you just don't know what what's going to get thrown at you between you know planes and you know sickness and just whatever needs may arise that are more urgent than the ones you'd been planning for, be ready, be ready yeah. and, and pivot. That's cool. Well, that's so encouraging to hear that, that the team did, did that. And I think for someone, it's easy to look at and be like, wow, man, they spent all this time and all this money and resources and stuff. And they didn't get to do like what they set out to do. And it's easy for us to be like, wow, what a, what a, what a waste, what a loss. Did God not want them to go? Like, exactly, you know, exactly. but, but just to hear the report that no, man, like we, and we're going to be talking about this on the podcast today. Like we trust God. We know that he, he, we're in, you can't mess up his plan. Right. <laughs> like right. he, this is what we've been talking about the last month or so with this Daniel series is God is sovereign. And, you know, we have an opportunity to, to, choose to be faithful and trust his sovereignty or not. And so it's cool yeah. to hear that the, that the hungry team experienced that. And then yeah. what have you heard about, um, from, from, uh, uh, Tanya and Claire in the Dominican Republic? Yeah. They're with a, um, a, a medical team down in the DR and they, unfortunately there's been some sickness mm-hmm. there. So it's kind of put them in a position where they've got to, you know, pivot a little bit, Yeah, uh, but they're staying and they're going to figure things out and do the best that they can. Cool. Cool. I saw some photos that they, they're in there. They're doing yeah, their thing. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. And then, you know, Nicole is back. Yeah. Stateside from South Africa. Nicole Gillette's been serving in South Africa for a decade. And just because of some changes that have gone on there, she's now back here regrouping yep. and trying to, to really seek the Lord and find out what, what's next for her. We've got another global mission, two global mission contacts that are coming in. One, a guy named Chris Kleinlow from Heidelberg, Germany. I don't know if you remember Chris. Yeah, or oh, not. totally. Yeah. yeah, so Chris is coming in uh, at the beginning of August with his, his daughter is going to go on the houseboat trip oh, with the high school ministry. Oh, that's the best. Chris, great, great guy. And then uh, another global mission contact, Jacob and Carol Lee from Uganda. They will be here in mid-August, and they are just amazing people. They're Texans. Oh, and yeah. They, they have an amazing, amazing ministry in northern Uganda, and they train local pastors to go out into wherever, whether it's towns or villages or remote bush areas, whatever it may be, and 
they are they are the real deal. I, I can't wait for all you VBC folks to meet them, Jacob oh, and Carolee. This sounds great. This yeah. sounds great. Lots to look forward to. Yeah. And we um, we are going to get into a conversation about uh, Daniel chapter three, which we we covered at the Crossing Campus this last Sunday. Um, but before we do that, can you just kind of give us all? Just some some highlights from the Navajo outreach. You know, you said it was in a, such a, a worthwhile time, and I think we'd all love to hear. Just man, what did you see God do? Um, what prayers were answered? Uh, you know, just yeah, like what were some of the things that you're going to like really just remember? And you think that would encourage us? Yeah. You know, Stephen Greenaway is our high school ministry pastor here at the Crossing Campus, and he and his team did a fantastic, fantastic job. They, they set things up right. So months before this mission venture even began, they're praying, preparing, planning. And then as time gets closer, they're basically explaining to the, the team what's expected of them. Like there was a, uh, a 30-day fast, not, not from food, but from something else that might just distract your life. Maybe it's social media or video or something that you're saying, I'm going to set that aside. And the time that I would ordinarily spend doing that, I'm going to focus on prayer, study, preparation, memorizing scripture. That's, that's another uh, prerequisite is memorizing 30, 30 verses. So all these things are have an evangelistic encounter where you meet someone who's not a believer, find someone who's not a believer and just ask them questions. Just Tell me, tell me what you, what your thoughts are about God or what there's a, there's a list of questions that, that they're given. And so there's just so much advanced preparation so that the team is on the same page, ready to go. They've, they've done their diligence. That's awesome. And then, you know, we take off and and the church has always been extraordinarily generous in just supporting us. Not, not only with prayer and and food and everything else, but financially, you know, just mm-hmm. to be able to rent vans to, to head out there. And so everything's set up. We, we get out there um, to the, the Navajo Nation and the specific part of the Navajo Reservation where we're located is the Four Corners area where Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and New Mexico all come together mm-hmm. in, in that, that literal point. We're just a few miles from there. Mm-hmm. High desert, you know, about 5,000, you know, feet in elevation. So it's still, still hot, but you know, got some, got some altitude there. And then we're just serving the Navajo, the, the, the staff at a, at a mission that's, that's on the reservation there. It's called a manual mission. They basically go out onto the reservation and, and set us up with these jobs, uh, tasks to do for Navajo families. And during the day we're running a basketball camp and we're doing these jobs as well as some jobs on the mission compound. And then in the evenings, we go and visit with Navajo families. And this particular uh, Navajo outreach, the theme was living water. And so each night we're talking to them about a different different aspect of what this idea of living water is. And it was a perfect theme because it's the desert, yeah, right? Yeah, it's the best. So again, Stephen and his team did a great job of kind of weaving everything to, together. And then we're also doing doing, you know, we're, we're, we're worshiping together, you know, every morning there's a teaching, we're, we're having solitude, we're singing, you know, there's this, 
this vibe, worship vibe throughout the whole day. Yeah, you know, so from good. the time you get up until the time you go to bed, you're you're involved you're focused, in worship. You're tuned. You're, yes, you're, yes, your whole life is tuned into it. Yeah. Absolutely focused worship. Yeah. You know, whether it's through work or whatever. And it's just, and it's very powerful. You know, mm-hmm. we're all just kind of just raw, and we're we're we're, we're tired, but we're still hungry. Yeah. You know, and it's just this beautiful, beautiful display of just everyone being poured out and surrendered, and and just ready to receive whatever God wants to give us to to allow us to capitalize on every opportunity, every moment that that we have there, and. Two of the the kids, the, stu- the high school students with us, ended up giving their lives to Jesus you know, oh, during so the, during the outreach. Some Navajo gave their lives to Christ as well. And again, what what else could you ask for? You yeah. know, it's just just a wonderful, wonderful um, out, outcome. And and just the 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 glow, mm-hmm. you know, of encouragement from from the the adults and the and the students alike. Just just watching them see God move and i i always say this to me that that's a taste of the life that that we were designed to live yeah you know yeah. every day we're we're worshiping meeting together seeing souls saved seeing god move that's what god wants yeah that's yeah. that's the real the real deal yeah yeah well and i always i always tell people like i was just talking to a young adult who who went on the trip today and i was just saying you know god is not any different in the four corners area of of, exactly. of Arizona than yeah. he is here in the Tri Valley. Yeah. We we just aren't tuned in to what he's doing. You yeah. know, he's speaking just as much there as he here as he is there. You know, he's worthy of of worship and service and love and devotion just as much here as he is over there. And and his gospel is just as glorious mm-hmm. here as it is over there. And yeah. and so <clears throat> I I think God gives us these opportunities where we go away and simplify life, remove distractions, focus in, work together. He gives us those opportunities to to show us, yeah, what life is, is all about. And, you know, we can't all just quit our jobs and, and, and go move to the, to on mission somewhere, right. you know, but there's, what, what can we do, yeah. you know, to, to create that environment here, yeah. um, to, to, to partner with God and and to see those same kinds of things happen here, you know, I'm I'm a worship guy with through music, and so I'm always thinking about our corporate times of singing, you know, and and our our corporate gatherings of like, you know, I know on those trips people are sharing their testimonies all the time, and yeah. and we're getting into God's word, and you know, but I, but I'm just like, man, it, when you go on that trip, the the singing is is amazing. Oh yeah, it's amazing, yeah. and it's like you know, people are free and expressive and there's, there's like, there's no holding back. No one is not singing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, and so I just, man, my prayer is like, Hey, don't, don't let that just be a one, a one time a year experience, Mm -hmm. you know, like live, live that way. And, you know, I think one of the, one of the things, there's a lot of different things that you can kind of catch and, and come awake to on that trip that you, that we can bring back here as well. Yeah, yeah, so, so good, and that's 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 a you know powerful and and accurate description of of what it's like there. So you're right; it, we do have to be more intentional, mm-hmm. more creative mm-hmm. back here. You know, yeah. we, we don't we don't live you know with the you know 
group of a huge group of people that are right. waking up. Let's together, go worship. Yeah, let's exactly. let's pray. Let's sing. Let's study the word together. You you got to look for it and you got to make it happen and and organize it and arrange it and all those kind of things and and that's what's so special about that trip. It, it's easy. Yeah. You, you know, it, it, it's easy to we, yeah. we we create this environment. But I, I tell you, I, I want to live that way every day. Yeah. You know, so I'm just going to do whatever it, it takes. Yeah. One of the, the oh, potentially difficult parts of this trip, though, was the situation with uh, a man by the name of John Bloom. Mm-hmm. And John is a, a key man with the mission. He's been basically the director of the, of the mission there for years. He, he, He's been there since 88. The, the missionaries there have actually had a presence for over 100 years, you know, in that particular area. John and his wife and their four boys moved out in 88. And then we started attending, traveling to the mission in 1995. So it's been 27 years. That's amazing. 27 years. We've missed a few, but I think 24 out of the 27 years um, since 1995, we've been there. It's crazy. And John has been there every step of the way with us. Un- unfortunately, he now has a terminal cancer, stage four. And so he is not likely to live much longer unless God chooses to do something miraculous. So we, we arrived on the reservation on Saturday night. And as we're un- unloading all of our gear, John's wife, Ruth, came and grabbed me and said, Hey, John, John wants to see you. Cause he's, he's there on the reservation right. in their home. And so I went into, uh, his, his bedroom and he looked amazing. I mean, he lost a lot of weight, but not an unhealthy amount of weight. Yeah. Didn't yeah. look gaunt or pale. Just, yeah. he looked, he looked wonderful, clear headed. And, you know, Ruth and him explained that, you know, he's got a large, tumor that's metastasized to his frontal lobe. And so he'd been experiencing seizures and everything else. And they gave him some seizure medicine that will last for a few weeks and then they won't be able to, you know, to, to stop what's going to happen. So anyway, I, you know, spent some time talking to John and he poured truth into my life and told me things that he felt like he needed to tell me, you know, from the Lord. And, And then I grabbed his hand and we prayed and cried and I kissed him on his forehead and and he said, would you come back every day? Yeah. And so every day, that was what I did. I'd That's go so back cool. after dinner and we do the same thing. We talk and pray and cry and hold hands and I kiss him on his forehead and then <laughs> I, yeah. I was out of there. The next to the last day when I went in, he said, hey, I've, I've, uh, the Lord gave me enough energy to record a, a message. And I want you guys to play it on your last night here when you invite all the Navajo families to come to the, the mission for the dinner that you host. Yeah, And so... He, we did, and it was it was powerful. It was it was his last plea to the Navajo to trust Jesus. Wow! You know this. He said this. This will probably be the last time you hear me. You talk. hear me yeah. on this earth. Yeah. And I am I am pleading with you, whatever excuses that you've hmm. used, you know, whatever whatever you've thought is a justification to deny the truth about Christ. I ask you to revisit you know, this, this, mm. this topic, you know, of, will you trust Jesus? Yeah. And, and he did a, a, a great job, you know, Dan, in explaining his condition because he knew that it would be likely that there'd be some 
unsaved Navajo who'd say, wait a minute, your, your God brings you out to this reservation and now he kills you with cancer. What kind of God is that? You know, that's what John assumed that they'd be thinking. For sure. Yeah. And he did a great job of just saying, you don't understand our God, the God of the Bible, if that's your thinking. Mm. First of all, God doesn't owe me, you know, more years, you know. I trust God's perfect timing. I, I have worshiped God, you know, in the blessings and I worship God in the suffering. And it was just this powerful, you know, depiction of what a faithful, trusting son, servant leader, yeah. you know, would, would portray God as, and just did a, a, an amazing job of that. That's so, that's so powerful. And yeah. I was hearing, I heard that same thing from multiple people that just how impactful that was. And maybe there's a way, I don't know, we're going to have a student Sunday coming up in August. Maybe there's a way to play some, some of that audio. I'd be down. I think that'd be cool for for the church. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're not in charge of that anymore, but we'll, (laughs) we'll see if we can, we can figure that out. Well, and, and it's just a, it's just a great nod to what we've been looking at with, with the book of Daniel on Sunday mornings and, uh, this chapter three that we just covered, uh, obviously, you know, highlights uh, a very famous account, historical account of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, refusing to bow down and worship uh, the gods of Babylon and the golden image that was set up by King Nebuchadnezzar. Mm. And they uh, they remained faithful uh, even under the, the, the threat of, of death. Mm. They stayed faithful to God. And I think what John shared and the heart that he has and wanting the, the Navajo to, to, to trust God, I think it really resonates with where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, were a, as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they they just said very matter-of-factly, um, hey, why would we bow down and worship your God? Uh, why, why would we exchange these, these man, this man-made image for, for the, the sovereign God, this faithful God who is, who has proven himself time and time again. And, um, I'm just going to read, uh, kind of the main, the main, a couple of three verses from the main section that we looked at on Sunday. This is from Daniel, Daniel chapter three, starting in verse 16. It said, says Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Verse 17, if this be so, so if you're, if you're going to throw us into, you know, to, to the fiery furnace for not obeying this decree, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the fiery burning furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Verse 18, but if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. So... Boom. Yeah, it's just it's this mic drop moment and it and it's so I love just how how matter of fact and and resolved they are. We've been talking about this in Daniel as well, just this this resolve, this this kind of like yeah, why why would I why would I choose to to not ride with this god at this point? Like just you know at this at this crossroad. And I think it you know that partnered with with this heart uh, and this message from John Bloom as he's facing death as well, I think should, should get us thinking. Yeah. It should inspire us. It should, um, you know, most of us are, are not facing death. 
you know, we don't have those such, such severe crossroads. Right. Um, and, and still we find it hard to, to trust God. I know you've been thinking a lot about this, Tim, you know, just having conversations with young, young guys and, and just trying to help people understand why it makes sense. Why, why Shadrach and Meshach could be so matter of fact, Hey, God, God is able to deliver us. And, and guess what? Even if he doesn't, we're still riding with him. What, what have you been chewing on just in, in regards to that? And, and what do you, what do you think is the message for us? Like, what's the takeaway in that? Yeah. And, and just to unpack it is even more, Dan, we're, we're not talking about privileged Babylonian boys. We're talking about POWs. Okay. PO, to, who have no standing at all. Yeah. You know, who know that, that they could be killed you know, for their their refusal, yeah. To, for their well, even for their their brazenness to speak in such a way right. to the king, they forget knew what about, they knew what they were up against. Yeah, forget about yeah. the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you just say, "I'm just going to cut your heads off." Right, right. You know, right. you little punks, right. you POWs. I'm the king here. You don't talk right. to me that way. You exactly, know? exactly. But again, there's this this undeniable awareness that our God is the ultimate mighty. God of, of creation. And there's just, it's, it's a, it, it's a no brainer. No for king us. compares. No king compares. Yep. A- absolutely. And so it's not even, it's not even a, a point of consideration. Hmm. And it is, it is a, a, a fascinating and tragic kind of discussion, you know, to think what, what, what would other people in this situation do? I mean, it, it, today, you know, if we were put in this situation where we could, all you have to do is, you know, burn or bend, you yeah. know, burn or bend. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do you bend your knee and say, okay, sure. I'll, I'll do that to save my life. Yeah. Or do you know what my God has done for me? There yeah. is no way I could betray him. Yeah. There is no way that I could not be loyal to him, even in death. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry. It, it is unthinkable. And again, we can all say that, Yeah. you know, but, but when, you know, when, when the rubber hits the road or whatever, what, what, what's it going to be like? And that's why I want to be in training to be faithful, you know, in the little things. That's exactly so that when it, these yeah. big things happen, you know, it becomes a natural response for me to say, I, I am going to be faithful to my God, not only because he deserves it, but I know other people need to need to see that. They need yeah. to be encouraged by that and realize, yes, there are some of us that 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 are just sold out completely. Yeah. Do we do we blow it every day? We do. Yeah. You know, but when it comes, you know, down to this, this, this moment of truth, you yeah. know, where we're confronted with, do I, do I say that, that I'm not going to be trustworthy to God when he has been so faithful to me? There's just, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't do it. You know, you mentioned, you know, conversations that I'm having with, with people and I don't know if it's a thing. You know, or what, but I, I seem to be having... It's like a trend, you're noticing. A trend. Yeah. Uh, that there are, you know, people who I'm talking to who claim to be absolutely, you know, believe in God of the Bible, know that Jesus is, is Lord, uh, nothing, no, they question nothing, you know, in, in regard to Orthodox faith and... Christianity, yeah. Christianity, all, all, all those doctrinal things, but there's an issue with trust and, and they'll just full and say, I don't trust God completely. Mm. And I'm like, 
unpack that for me. What are you talking about? Well, God didn't deliver, you know, or God's not been faithful to do dot, dot, dot. What, what I want him to do. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And, and so we get into this and I'm like, so you're putting these conditions on whether or not God is trustworthy based on his performance, you know, in your, his provision in, in your life. According to your standards. Correct. Correct. Well, and they'll go back to, they'll say, well, you know, like maybe it's a wife or, yeah. you know, or a husband, Yeah. you know, well, didn't God say be fruitful and multiply? And I say, he absolutely, he did. Okay. Did he say that every single man or every single woman would, would have a, a spouse and have children? He, he didn't. Okay. So maybe you're one of those folks who God wants to use your life to be more productive, or maybe he wants you to be productive in different ways, or maybe it's just a time of patience. You're only 19. Right. So maybe, right. maybe this could happen when you're 20, yeah. you know, <laughs> exactly. 25, yeah. whatever. Right. But it's, uh, it's just very, very uh, troubling to me yeah. that, that, that there's this, there's this kind of, um, condition that, that some folks are, are are throwing at God. And I, you know, over and over in scripture, Psalm 33, four, for the word of the Lord is upright and all his work is done in faithfulness. Psalm 1830, as for God, his way is blameless. Mm -hmm. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. Psalm 145, 13, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations. And one more, Psalm 19.7, the law mm-hmm. of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Mm. <clears throat> so on and on and on. And, I'm, and I, I asked them, show me an example in the word of God where he was untrustworthy, unfaithful, did not follow through, lied about something. You know, and, and then the conversation shifts and twists and everything else. But this is, this is a, a, an issue that I think has been made more and more popular, you know, in our current kind of culture. And man, we need to make sure that we, we go right back to the word and say, this, this is not an, an explanation of the, of the God who we see revealed in scripture. This yeah. is not in keeping with his character. Right. So be, be careful, be yeah. very, very careful about what you're saying here, because it, it's, it's not the God that I know. It's not the God that we, that we embrace here, you know, in our church community, mm-hmm. our, our God is trustworthy, even when we don't get what we want. Yeah. Yeah. And that idea of, of, of having faith in Christ, but not trusting God's track record throughout the generations and throughout your life in particular, that, that that's incongruent. That doesn't even make sense, no, right? Like you no. can't have, you can't have faith without trust, you know, like that's what it is. And I was thinking about Hebrews chapter 11 and, and I just, I love how we have this, uh, you know, amazing, um, historical record in the Bible of people who were imperfect, who didn't always make the right choices, who, um, you know, blew it time and time again, wandered, forgot, whatever, but they ultimately kept their faith, their trust in God. And they went through some, some trials and, and maybe some promises that, that were, weren't delivered on their timetable. Or, you know, you can read all through, that's why I love like, like reading these historical accounts like of, of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Um, you know, they, they, and, and, and 
you know, folks like you think about Abel, you think about Enoch, you know, you think about Abraham and Noah and, and, you know, all the, all the forefathers of our faith. I, I, Joseph, I love Joseph. I don't think Joseph gets enough credit, you yeah, know, yeah, like he stayed faithful to God, even though, you know, all these terrible things kept happening to him. He's like, I know my God is going to, is going to come through and it, and it's going to happen on his timetable. And, you know, you just think about all these people who, who were promised, you know, uh, God was going to, to, to do X, Y, or Z, but they just waited patiently and they kept staying faithful. And I think that's what, one of the things that I'm taking away from this, this Daniel series is it's really forcing us to look at, do we believe that God is sovereign? Yeah. Well, that's why I love, I love that passage that you read. And there's this, this, there's deep theology in here, you know, uh, chapter three, verse 16, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. First <laughs> yeah. of all, okay, that's sassy. Yeah, it is. Okay, so that 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 could have been their their final words spoken right then and there. <laughs> right. But but then, if this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. Okay, so they they recognize. We know what he is capable of doing. Yes. Okay. We know what he was capable of doing, what he is capable of doing. Okay. Then they go on to say, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. And they knew that too. Now, that doesn't mean that he was going to deliver them out of the fiery furnace. Yeah. But they knew that ultimately yes. they will be delivered out of the hand of this pagan They had king. an eternal eternal perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's a great, great point because... Uh, we we love to twist God's promises uh, to fit our own desires sometimes. Yes. yes. And and so you know we say, uh, you know, like you can read th- you read some of those lovely psalms. You know, like there's some really powerful imagery in there. Of like, you know, God says He will not let your foot you know s- slip or right. stumble or right. Right. or you know He heal all your diseases or you know all these things. And we're like, oh man, that's great. Let me claim that and 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 fit that into to yeah. my my timetable and fit right. that into my. Uh, you know, desires bend that into my whims, and it's really important that we we look at, um, you know, the the sentences, the words, the the context. What is God actually saying He's going to do? Right. And sometimes, in able to, in order to do that, we have to take the long view, and we have to we have to say either God, um, He's you know, a lot of people are are, are you know, praying for healing for, for loved ones, you know, people to, to be delivered from, from, you know, physical, uh, ailments or, um, mental or psychological issues. And, and they're waiting on God for healing. God will heal us. Amen. There is a coming a day where every tear will be wiped, where, uh, sickness and death will be eradicated yes, forever. Yes. That day is coming. Um, and on top of that, God, chooses in his mercy and compassion and through his power to, 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 to prolong our days on this earth. Uh, it's happening all the time where, where, where God is, is sparing us, healing us, giving us more, more days. But, but guess what? Like everyone's going to die. Right. <laughs> you know, we're, we're all appointed to, to experience that, that death. But if you're in Christ, you will be healed in his kingdom when, when everything is made new again. And so, that's an example of, uh, hey, uh, there's a promise of God I'm reading in the Bible, and I'm 
I'm claiming that for my for my own usage. And we, I think we can get into a lot of funky places, but yeah. but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I think, had a good handle on that. They're, they did, yeah. And and so when we read these things like you're describing, and we put maybe a spin on it, <laughs> and they don't happen, right? Then we've only got so many places that we can go, right? So either either it's on us, which some people don't want to take the responsibility and say, I. I, I, I did not interpret this correctly. Right, right. You know, I, I over, overextended, you know. I was my, presumptuous. I was presumptuous. Yeah. You know, I, I assumed that God would do this because that's what I wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or God's not trustworthy. Yeah. And, and people are, 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 some people are choosing to go to that place and they're not being corrected. Right. And that's where we need to step in and say, you, you know, this is, you, you cannot, you can't. If we can't, if God's not trustworthy, then let's let's just you know let's sell pack it, it all in. Absolutely. Yeah, we're out, we're out of here. Yeah. yeah, let's have a Bible burning party and you know shut right. the church down and go. But we know He is, right? And and that's why I'm just so troubled by that. So this that passage again, though. So we we've got this amazing you know insight you know from from these guys, where they say He is able and He will deliver us from your hand, like you said, eternal perspective, but. If he doesn't deliver us from this fire, it changes nothing. Uh, yeah. It changes nothing. Amazing. We're Amazing. still not going to bow. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll burn, yeah. but we'll never bend. You know, we'll, we'll never bend. It's just, it, it can't, it can't happen because we know, we know God and we, we are too, we are too in, in, in ingratiated to who he is, to what he's done. And it, it, it cannot happen. Now that doesn't mean that they, again, that they were never involved in any type of sinful activity, you sure, know, and, sure. but, but they knew enough to know that, yeah. that, that God yeah. is, is worthy. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously we know that God does, he does protect them. He does, yeah. he does deliver yeah. them. He does. And, and Nate did an amazing job uh, at the Altamont last week. And then at the crossing this week of just telling that amazing historical account. And I just, love, I think Nate is in his wheelhouse with, with that kind of stuff. You know, he just, he tells a great compelling story. He's, he's very into the, all the historical details and, you know, and, and anyway, so, so God did <laughs> deliver them, you know, pra- praise God. And, and there was this, um, a new decree that came out um, in in verse twenty nine, where Nebuchadnezzar saying, "Hey, anybody, any people, nation, language that speaks anything against the God of these three guys, uh, there's going to be some serious consequences for you on that." And um, and then he promoted these three guys, you know, to leadership positions, and a pretty amazing turnaround, you know. Um, but I was, and I was thinking something. I kind of want to pick your brain on it, mm-hmm. Tim. I think. In my own life, I, obviously, I've never been threatened with death. Yeah, you know, but you know, I, I've been up against some bigger kinds of choices. You know, some crossroads where I can I can choose to stay faithful to God or or choose to bend to you know a human will will or authority. And I almost feel like, um, <clears throat> for me, the the bigger things are easier to stay faithful to God in yeah. than the little small compromises. Yeah. And I don't know if you, if you relate to that at all. Like, no, completely but, agree. Yeah. Like I'll give you an example, you know, like, um, I, I don't think I've ever, you know, like I was, I was reading with a friend yesterday, uh, the account of Peter denying Christ, mm-hmm. um, during the crucifixion. 
And I'm just trying to think like in my adult discipleship life with Jesus, I don't know if I've ever done that. I don't know if like if push comes to shove, if someone push presses me, I'm with Jesus, you know, like (laughs) ride or die. That's my God. And I'm, 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 I'm in, you know? So, but I, but I think like, you know, like I was playing golf with some, with some buddies uh, last week and the conversation kind of got a little, um, you know, just colorful in the wrong way, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I just was thinking, there's nothing I really did to like try to, I didn't jump in with them, Mm -hmm. but I didn't like make my stance known, you know? And I, and I felt like, I felt like at the end of the day, I was like, that was a missed opportunity, you know? And so I don't know, like, how do you, what do you think about that? And, and, and how do you, it sounds like you kind of resonate with that. And so what do you do to, I don't know, to not miss those opportunities, I guess. Well, I think talking about this is super important and talking about it with, with, you know, our spouses, our families, you know, to, to confess that I, I missed out on an opportunity today. You know, it's, it's one thing for you and, and for me as pastors, you know, we stand in front of, you know, hundreds of people and we proclaim these truths about God. And so if someone comes into the auditorium on a Sunday morning and says, there is no God or, or whatever, right. of course, we're going to stand against that and say that that's not true. God is real. And God yeah, is- or if someone came in, like if, you know, some local authority came in and said, hey, uh, bow, bow down to this golden image I just made, you know, like if you if you want to get your, you know whatever approved or whatever, you know what I mean? Like we would be like, no, like absolutely not. Absolutely. Cause it's big and obvious. That, exactly. You yeah. Know? And, and we know that we know what the stakes are. You know, it's very clear that this is, this is not only us, this is the influence that God has given us, you know, over, over people. And so we're, we're not going to blow it. You know, this is, this is a moment, you know, that we want to use, but then there's those little private moments, you know, or, or, you know, small group moments yeah, yeah. when, like you said, conversation, you know, goes sideways or a choice comes up that you're like, oh, it's, you know, it's not a, that big of a deal. Right, right, right. All yeah. those kinds of things. But then, you know, later the, the Holy Spirit starts convicting and like you, right. you had a great opportunity there, yeah. you know, to honor me when no one was looking, yep. you know, or yep. when only a few people were listening yeah. and you didn't do that. And I... I want to be refined more in those areas yeah, than, yeah. than I am right now. Yeah, absolutely. You, you make a great, great point. Yeah. And I, and I think uh, one of the things that um, Nate just reminded us is this point here of uh, God's judgment, not human opinion, is of ultimate importance. And I think that's one of the big takeaways from this this account of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's like... Um, where, where is it? Where, uh, is it Paul or, or, or Jesus where it's like, why would we fear man who can just harm bo- your body right. over God who, who is, is sovereign and over your body and your soul, you know? Exactly. And, and there's a million different reasons or passages where it's like, and that's one of the things we've been talking about is like no person, no authority, no king or God or spiritual being compares to God, not in, in power, not in sovereignty, not in glory, not in, in, in kindness or or anything like God 
is when you think about who he is and what he's done, you know, it's an obvious choice. Yeah. You would never, if you're in your right mind, you would never choose to worship a man-made golden image, yeah. right? And um, and I think that's something that in those little moments, those private moments, or those those small compromises around our friends or coworkers or family members, uh, I think that's something that can really help us if we focus on that. It's like, why do I really care what these people think? <laughs> I, you know, I don't need to answer to you, you know, and, and obviously we can do it in a, in a loving, compassionate way. Like we don't have to be as sassy as, as Shadrach and Meshach. Right. Maybe we, maybe we need to, and we need to listen to the spirit, you know, leading us in that. But, um, I just more and more want to live with that attitude where it's like, look, I love you and you're, I don't really care what you think, <laughs> you know, as compared to God's, God is my judge, you know? And, um, I just think that is something that if we can cultivate that mindset, then it, I think it can help us in those, in those little moments. And right? I, I love that word cultivate because it is an intentional training, you know, that, that goes on <clears throat> example back to the, the Navajo outreach, you know, when we're gathering together in the mornings, you know, when we're gathering together at night, you know, there's this, this just, well, obviously the, the, the Holy Spirit is just so palpably present, yeah. you know, that, yeah. that everyone is just riveted on <clears throat> what's, who's up there speaking and what we're singing yeah. and just how to respond to what God's doing. Yes. And there's just this beautiful sense of, of unity Mm. And yeah, no one's going to stand up and, and do something foolish. Yes, you know because we we even if even if there's an unbeliever there, pretty right. much, you know, because there's just this 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 you this, you get where things are going, correct. and and you're not going to go against it. Correct. Yeah. Then we're on our way home. We're in little little cars. Ooh, you're separated. We're from separate. The flock. Correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> and so I'm driving, and I'm listening to conversations. That are happening in the back, yeah. and I'm seeing cell phones come out. Oh, check out this new YouTube video, and yeah. you know, check out this you know post on you T know TikTok, or TikTok, or whatever, you know, all this kind of <laughs> stuff. And 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 all of a sudden, it's like blah blah. It's just I mean, in in my my ears, because yeah. I'm I'm thinking it's a culture I, shock. It, it, it that, because the world, the, your world has been one thing for a whole week, and now. The world at large is like starting to creep back. In. Exactly, and you and I feel it, and I hear it, and I sense it, and they don't get it. You know, they're they're just it, all of a sudden it's like this 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 presence, you know, yeah. that's overwhelming. And so I let it go, I let it go, I let, and finally I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> For the rest of the ride, let's just like let's say no no you know phones at all, yeah. and let's just talk. You know, let's share. Let's and and they were great. You know, yeah. everyone, everyone is there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Let's, you know, put our phones down and yeah. then started talking and sharing and laughing. And, and it was just an amazing. And you night. were just right back there. Probably. We were, we were, but yeah. it required a, a Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego voice yes. to say, you know, I will not, what did they, he say? Uh, we have no need to answer you in this matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, we will not, we will not bow down to you. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but, but that is, I think, our human tendency. 
Yeah. You know, and we've got to be aware of it and we've got to be uh, uh, alert you know, and, and like you said, cultivate, train mm-hmm. this, this mind and this heart that says, I cannot be careless, you know, with, with, with my, my time, my, my responses, whatever. But God deserves everything. He deserves us to be, you know, holy and pure and, and righteous. You know, we love him and we want, yeah. we want him to be pleased with our lives, you know, what we're, what, how we're navigating through them. And so whether it's in a big, you know, group setting or whether it's in a yeah. car, whether it's on a golf course or wherever yeah. yep. to just cultivate this, this mindset of, uh, this Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego mentality of, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to bend. I, 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 I want to give God what he deserves. Yeah. And such a great, such a great point. And I think that's one of the takeaways from this series so far is whether you're talking about Daniel or you're talking about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, we're talking about John Bloom. These people, these faithful servants of a sovereign God, did not wait until the crossroad moment or the moment of pressure or, you know, the the opportunity to turn or or bend or whatever. They didn't wait till that moment to to get some correct resolve. Yep. They had a predetermined resolve. They were living in preparation for that moment mm, of preach, testing. Preach. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like I think about that experience I had on the golf course. I'm like, man, I didn't really do anything to prepare for that. Like I went to the range the night before to like get ready, get my shot ready and stuff. But man, I should have just like spent that morning um, or even my drive there, like just praying. Okay, God, like help me tune into what you're doing. I don't want to miss any opportunities. I don't want to make any compromises. Yeah. And man, I just think like, God will honor that kind of a life. It's a lifestyle, I think, of preparation, but also it's like taking the moments that you can foresee what's coming next yep. and and preparing in the moment, like, you know, leading up to the moment, I guess, yep. is yep. what I'm saying. And um, hopefully that's that's of an encour- of encouragement to, to everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things, and maybe this is where we can kind of land the plane, one of the things that Nate encouraged us with is to just think and kind of reminisce uh, about a time when we've experienced uh, God caring for us, um, you know, through through a difficult time, uh, a time where where God was faithful to us even in the midst of difficult circumstances. And I think a lot of times we we don't necessarily know what God's up to <laughs> when we're going through the trial. We don't understand why are you bringing me through this? Like why, why are things not going according to plan? Why yeah. are you not answering prayers the way I want you to answer the prayer? Yeah. And it's not until after that season, that trial, that we can look back and be like, oh, I get it. Like I have some perspective, some hindsight, and now I can see why you were doing that. And that can be something we store up to, so that next time we're in the trial, we can say, okay. I know God, look what he just did. I know he's faithful. Yeah. And so a lot of times that's called a sacred history. Yeah. And there's a lot of different ways to, to, to capture that. You know, it can be uh, journaling and maybe you have, um, you know, like I've got a, a, on my bookshelf a, a series of journals, old journals. And sometimes I'll go and I'll go and just read through them and that's just be great. like, wow, like I was praying this and God did this. And wow, there was this hard time and, and this happened now. And, um, you know, I've seen like some creative kind of artistic ways of doing it, like a little, like a timeline, you know, uh, hanging on a wall. Um, 
some kind of some kind of like physical written record. It could be a, a note in your phone, you know, of just like God, these are the things God did and this is when he came through and and so next time I'm doubting that he's faithful or trustworthy, let me just go back to that sacred history and be like, okay. Cuz cuz obviously the Bible is one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? But but sometimes it's we need to be reminded of personally yeah. how God has been faithful to us. And so maybe that'd be something that we can encourage people to do, Tim, as we, as we kind of wrap up the podcast is like, um, you know, do, do some of that work to remember who God is and who he's been to you, you know, throughout your life. Yeah. As teachers and pastors, we have the privilege of being able to speak in front of other people frequently and we can share these things and we do. Yeah. We often use them as illustrations, Mm -hmm. you know, in messages, this, these excerpts from, you know, our sacred histories, you know, with, with the Lord. And obviously that's just a, a a small, you know, demonstration of some of the many, many, many things. But you think about all the people that don't have that platform. Yeah. But we think about dads and moms and brothers and sisters and and some type of just family setting where, yeah. you know, the family is committed to say, we need to at least verbalize these things. Yeah. You know, whether you're a journaler or not, yeah. you know, we at least verbalize these things. And that was back to the Navajo outreach. That was one of the, the other, you know, I think strong, you know, points with, with what they, they, uh, the, the program provided every day, you know, we meet with these prayer partners and part of what we're doing is there was a, we had this word, it was called schmack. <laughs> um, S H M A C K. Okay. And so each was an acronym. And yeah. so the S stood for scour. And so when we met with our prayer partners at the end of the day, we were supposed to scour our minds from just, uh, examples. What, did, what was God doing? What exactly? Yeah. And so every, every night we're getting together with these prayer parties. What, what did you see? And we never were like, uh, uh I don't know. There's, no right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah. there's like, always something. Yeah, it was God's like, always up to something. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And especially in that kind of a, a setting. Yeah. But like we always say, your spiritual radar has got to be alert and working yeah. so that you're picking up on these things and you're giving God credit for, for, yeah. for God's work. Yeah. But I, I love that idea of just making, especially for families, just being intentional about saying, hey, we need to, and it doesn't have to be families. It could be roommates, friends, yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. but, but taking time to acknowledge God's work among us. Yeah, that's cool. I love that idea of scouring. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and it's, uh, it's so easy if, you know, it's, it, it, if you're not. If you're not tuned in, your ra- your radar's not up, and then if you don't have a, a type of relationship with people where you can share that, you yeah. don't have a platform, as you said, then those those things either don't get noticed or they just they just kind of drift off into the ether. You know, like we we need to constantly be, um, you know, basically telling people of, of, of God's wonder and glory and, and, and thanking him. And so, man, that's a, that's a great, a great challenge. I think for all of us is like, 
do you, are you paying attention? Yep. Do you have some way to capture that? Yep. You know, and then do you have a venue where you can share it, you know, in your small group with your family, with your roommate, uh, you know, a spouse, a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Whoever, yeah. yeah. So I think that's, that's a great way to, um, I think to, to prepare us for when we are going through a, a difficult trial, a test, mm. you know, just to, just to remind us, Hey, God's faithful. He's going to, he hasn't stopped being himself and he's going to keep being himself. And yeah. so that's really good. Yeah. Well, you know, if you are listening and you just need some support or, or help with these things, I think a lot of times it's it's easy to be like, wow, that sounds nice, you know, but but uh, I feel alone, I feel detached, I feel stuck. We're here for you, you know, and you can always reach out to us uh, through our website, vbc.online. Um, you can check us out at vbc.online slash behold, and you can message us that way. You can always message uh, elders at vbc.online. Yep. Uh, admin at vbc.online. There's so many different lifelines for you. Um, hey, we still have church here physically in the building every every we Sunday do. here at the Crossing and at the Altamont. Yep. Come and be with us and reach out. Um, you you may feel alone, but you're not alone. And we'd love to help you and support you um, in these things we've been talking about and or whatever else you're struggling with. So thanks for spending uh, this, this time with us. If you're still listening, congratulations. Uh, Tim, any last little words of, of I, I wisdom or love? I hope I can come back. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Yeah, it it has been a while good. since we've had you, but it's not for lack of trying. You've been, you've been uh, a busy okay, man. Okay, okay. Okay. All right, guys. Hey, take care, and we'll see you next week. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.